So good morning, everybody. Welcome to Daily Devotions. My name is Lloyd, and this morning I'll be continuing our brand new series on Advent as we look towards Christmas Day. As an introduction, in case you missed uh, Pastor Israel's message yesterday, which was really helpful in setting the context for us, uh, Advent is the new year, the start of the new year of the liturgical calendar. The liturgical calendar is the, is the traditional church calendar that's followed by churches worldwide, uh, and it follows the life or the birth, the life, the death, and the resurrection of Jesus. And it celebrates and commemorates uh, major themes, major feast days, for example, throughout the year. And it, of course, uh, celebrates significant events like Easter, Pentecost, and, of course, Christmas. And what we will be sharing on during the Advent series, which is the period of time leading up to Christmas Day, uh, are these specific scriptures that deal with each of the four key themes of Advent uh, for each of the four weeks. So every week has a key theme. Uh, and every day in between that also has a specific scripture reading that ties in with the message of the expected coming of the Lord Jesus Christ to earth. And so for this morning, the readings for today uh, are Psalm 124, Genesis 9, uh, verses 1 to 17, and Hebrews 11, verses 32 to 40. I'll say those again just in case you wanted to jot them down. Psalm 124, Genesis 9, verse 1 to 17, and Hebrews 11, 32 to 40. I would encourage you to journey with us uh, and go through the readings for each day as we look towards celebrating the birth of the Lord Jesus and the gift of God's grace and the fulfillment of his promise that came on Christmas Day. But for the purpose of our devotion this morning, I'll be reading from the Psalm 124 passage and share some key ideas that relate to this wonderful time of year called Advent. So let's have a look at Psalm 124 together. The heading of the psalm is, The Lord is on our side, which I think is already so beautiful. And it's a song of ascent. It's a song of ascent by, by David. This is what it says. If the Lord had not been on our side, let Israel say, if the Lord had not been on our side when people attacked us, then they would have swallowed us alive in their burning anger against us. Then the water would have engulfed us. The torrent would have swept over us. The raging water would have swept over us. Verse 6, blessed be the Lord who has not let us be ripped apart by their teeth. We have escaped like a bird from the hunter's net. The net is torn and we have escaped. Verse 8 says, our help is in the name of the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. This is such a beautiful psalm describing the Lord's deliverance for the people of Israel. And what's interesting about this is that it's called a song of ascents, which indicates that it could have been sung on the, on the steps of the temple um, leading up to the, the, the or sorry, on, on, on the steps leading up to the temple during one of these great, great feast days that we were talking about. It's a song of ascents that people would sing as they came to worship. One of the many psalms that has this, this heading. And that's interesting because during the time of Advent, one wouldn't necessarily be singing a song about marching up towards God, but rather singing a song about God marching down towards us and celebrating that heaven came down to be with us, almost like a song of descent, if you will, because that's what Christmas is about. It's a, Christmas is about a God who reached down to a people who were without hope apart from him and who descended to the earthly realms to bring about our salvation. So it's almost like a paradox, 
saying, you know, that we're reading a song of ascent in the first week of Advent. But actually, if you think about it, a lot of the message that Christ came to preach seemed upside down. It seemed like a paradox. Even in the message um, of his coming to earth in Christmas, on, on Christmas Day, things seemed the other way around. For example, Jesus says that humility is greatness. Seems opposite. He says that leading one another is serving one another. You know, we are told in Matthew 5 by Jesus to bless our enemies and to pray for those who persecute us. It seems counter what we should do. It's an absolute paradox, isn't it? And as you consider the story of Jesus' birth, you know, shepherds heard the angels sing. But the teachers of the law and those who were scholars of the scriptures missed the coming of the Messiah. And instead of being born in a palace, Jesus chose a manger, a humble, lowly place. And if we think about the story of salvation, God could have saved mankind in a second, yet he sent a child. And all of this to show that God is relatable, he's knowable, he's close to us, and he's personal. It's a beautiful paradox of the message of salvation. And so perhaps it is fitting that this psalm begins in this way, that we praise the one who moved out of eternity to move in with us and reveal himself to us in a real way through his son. And then in verse 6, Psalm 124 says, Blessed be the Lord, who has not let us be ripped apart by their teeth. We have escaped like a bird from the hunter's net. The net is torn and we have escaped. You know, it's a vivid picture of this bird desperately trying to escape the clutches of the hunter who is ensnared in his, in, in his net. And perhaps if we think about the picture of humanity without Christ Jesus, it was much of the same, wasn't it? We were trapped in a sense. We were caught in the snare of sin, unable to escape on our own. You see, the hunter had thrown his net over us and we were desperately trying to escape, yet never succeeding in our own efforts. And friends, as we look towards Christmas this year, let us remember that the message of hope that we carry in us is that the net of sin has been torn. The power of the hunter has been eliminated. We have escaped the clutches of sin's grasp and we have been freed so that we might fly in newness of life. And all of this through the birth, life, death, and resurrection of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. That's the message of hope that we carry. The snare of sin, this net that trapped us, has been torn through the life of Jesus. In Romans 8 verse 2 says it this way, The law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. And here in Psalm 124, we have this beautiful picture of the ransom that Christ would make for us, his redemptive work to restore mankind to himself and free us from the snare of sin. And I'll end with a final thought from verse 8 that says, Our help is in the name of the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. He, he adds that the maker of heaven and earth, he, he, just to kind of describe the, this nature of who the Lord is and his power and his might. And that's an important thought to bear in mind as we head into this season because, friends, we know that this can be a tough season for a lot of people and for various reasons. You know, no doubt many are justified in feeling a sense of anxiety or loneliness, doubt or confusion, resentment even in some way towards this Christmas season. And if that's you this morning or if you know of someone who hasn't had the best experiences connected with this time of 
the year. Let us remember in reflecting on the theme of hope for this week, uh, or let us remind that person in reflecting on the theme of hope for this week that our help does not merely come from human hands. Our help does not merely come from human wisdom. We are not confined to receive help from a perishable source like wealth or a status of some kind or a program or pastimes or from something that is fickle and that cannot stand the test of uncertainty or questioning. No, we are not without hope at all. Rather, our hope, our help is found in the maker of the heavens and the earth. He is unshakable. He is unmatched. He is limitless in his power and he is determined in his pursuit to reach those who feel without hope, to show himself as the one who is able to restore even the most distant and the most broken hearts back to life in him. God's willingness to help is on full display in the person of Jesus Christ, the Redeemer. Just call on his name this festive season, friends. Reach out in hope and watch the Messiah, the Lord Jesus, make his home with you. He is able. He is able. Amen. So let's take a moment as we reflect on these words and pray this morning as we end our devotion. Father, we thank you so much for the message of hope that was revealed in the birth of your son, Jesus. Lord, we were trapped in the snare. We were trapped in this net of sin and you came and you freed us. You tore the net apart so that we might fly in freedom, in newness of life, walking in this freedom that you purchased for us. And Jesus, as we reflect on your birth, your life, your death and your resurrection again, we thank you that we are not a people that don't have hope. We have immense hope. We have hope as an anchor for the soul. We can have peace, abundant. We can have joy overflowing because of the message of the cross and the message of Christmas. And this morning we pray that we would be encouraged and that also we would have opportunities to encourage others that seem like they are without hope. Father, may we also lift up our eyes and see where our help comes from. Our help comes from the maker of the heavens and the earth. Lord, you are limitless in your power. And we thank you, God, and we honor you for your willingness to help us uh, as displayed in the birth of your son, Jesus. We hold on to that this morning and make it our own. And we thank you so much, Jesus, that as we celebrate you, we are drawn closer to you uh, in, this, in this time. And so we just pray your presence um, that, that it would fall powerfully on every heart in this festive season. And may more come to know the truth of salvation that is in you, Jesus. And we ask all of these things in your wonderful name. Amen.